One of our partners is Cygnos. Did you guys know that more than one in three Americans have prediabetes? Well, I was kind of in that boat. And you're probably like, why is this so important? Well, I'm sure you've heard of insulin. And insulin helps bind the sugar in the blood and takes it into cells as a source of energy. If you have prediabetes, sugar begins to build up in the bloodstream rather than actually fuel your body. For me, I thought those acai bowls I was eating was so healthy. But because of my Cygnos, I saw what it was actually doing. Cygnos removed the guesswork of weight loss and provided me with the tools and knowledge I needed to develop healthier habits. It combines my glucose data from the CGM or continuous glucose monitor with an AI-driven app to deliver me real-time glucose insights for optimal health and weight management. Right now, Cygnos has an offer exclusively for our listeners. Go to Cygnos.com, that's S-I-G-N-O-S.com, and get 20% off select plans by using code THT today. That's Cygnos.com and use code THT to get 20% off select plans today. Like this show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's the site that I use for my podcast, and best part, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and Anchor will even distribute the podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Two Hot Takes. I'm your host, Morgan. And I'm Justin. He's back. I have my boyfriend, Justin, joining me today for an episode on baby trapping. Love it. Yeah, I mean, you want to have a kid right now, don't you? Yep, I'm in. (laughs) Especially, probably after these stories, I'll be all about it. (laughs) Oh, the thought of this is, is very scary to me. I'm, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I'm just... We're not anywhere near ready to have a a child, a kiddo, the responsibility of raising another human and helping them grow to a decent one. Let's get into these stories. Let's do it. So these people that we're going to talk about today did not get pregnant by choice. They were baby trapped. Wow. When you think of baby trapped or baby trapping, what do you typically think of? Uh, First thing on my mind is Bridgerton. (laughs) That... I feel like is a baby baby trap. That was kind of baby trapping. Yeah, that was a little... Honestly, a little rapey. Right. But in a, in in the same sense, it is having an unwanted baby or an unexpected baby yeah. by one of the parties. Yeah. Do you think that it's only girls that baby trap? No. Good answer. No, but... I think that's like a common misconception, though. It's always the women that are the ones baby trapping. Like, oh, she got pregnant, so he would marry her or like whatever. Right. I think that's like a common misconception. Yeah, but I can also see someone wanting a baby, some some guy wanting a baby really bad. And the girl not. Yeah. And then the guy just seeing, well, I'll, I've only ever seen myself raising kids, having a family. Yeah. And then the the his person, the person that 
you know, you can't live life without, and they're the one. If they're not on the same page with that, then I mean, I it's it's not good, <laughs> but I can see then how guys or girls alike would, you know, get into that situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just unacceptable. I don't. There's so many people out there that do want children, and it's just like find someone that's on the same page as you. But wow. Okay, let's dive in to these. Or, or having a kid to solve some uh, problem you think you have too. And yeah. Then having a child. Seeing it as a solution. Exactly. That's like a big thing. Like having a child to save your marriage. Like it's also a very, very common thing. Like Justin Timberlake and his wife, Jessica Biel, I think that's why they had their second one or something like that. Because there were pictures out of him like cheating with his co-star. And so she she got pregnant quickly after that. As a mutual decision. I don't know. We'll never know if it was baby trapping. I don't think they're... they're Is it a baby trap, though, if you go into it together to try and solve your... uh, Fix your relationship? No, that's on both of you. That's just on both of you being silly. Yeah. Babies make things harder. Right. Like, babies make... You have to... You have to put work into your relationship as it is, but then when you have a child, like, your, your main priority, your main responsibility becomes that child, and you can kind of lose side of your partner i think you're pushed to your limits absolutely it's like i i forget what the the stat i saw was but you lose something like 40 days of sleep in the first year of their life oh my god 40 I'm, days is a lot of sleep I'm, that's cumulative hours that's not just like oh i i had bad sleep 40 no. nights it's 40 days that's over a month that's over a month of I'm, sleep you should have. I'm absolutely fucked. <laughs> I take a nap every day. I get more than like, I get more than ten hours of sleep a day with my nighttime sleep and my nap. And if I don't, I'm a bitch. I'm miserable. <laughs> well, fortunately, we're at the age where I think a lot of people we know are starting to have kids. I know it's scary. So we can learn from them and then take the best of the best. Yeah, one of my best friends from high school just had her first little one like a couple weeks ago. It's so scary. <laughs> uh, for all of you out there with kids, I give you so much credit. It's it is literally the toughest job being a mom, a parent, a dad. It is the toughest, toughest fucking job out there. So props to you guys. So let's dive in. Let's do it. Okay. I just can't decide. I'm too indecisive. There's so many good stories and I can't decide what one to share with you first. Let's just start off with a wild ride. You see how many? I don't want you to peek too much, but do you see how I many? I cannot aw- read from from the angle I'm at. I cannot read. Do you see how many awards this one has, though? Yeah, it's a big one. A hundred and seven of the bear hugs. I forget what the actual name of it is, but this one is stacked. with I can't awards. read any words. It just this is like the natural place to look. I oh, think. okay, okay. This is not your traditional baby trap. It is going to be a wild ride, though. Okay, you ready? Yep. Am I the asshole for calling out my kid's future stepmom for treating me like a surrogate? Future stepmom. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. Okay. I, 29 female, dated a guy, Joe, 30 male, for three months before he left me to go back to his ex, Kim, 30 female. Right after we broke up, I found out I was pregnant, and now I'm at 24 weeks. I let him know, and he was ecstatic. Turns out his girlfriend had fertility issues and would likely never be able to get pregnant naturally. And he has always wanted to be a father. Getting back together was out of the question, 
for both of us. So he's still with his girlfriend. Wow. <laughs> I get it now. Uh-huh. Joe was only allowed at the initial appointment because of COVID, and we found out I was having twins. According to Joe, when he told Kim she had a mental breakdown about infertility and wanted to talk to me. I met them at their house, and Kim stated that she wanted to be involved in my pregnancy because she would eventually be the children's stepmother. She started telling me that I needed to do a home birth, that I needed to do formula feed so that they could have the babies half of the week, that she wanted one boy and one girl, and that she wanted the kid to call her mama since they would be calling me mommy. I shut her down and said I would make the best choices for my children and my body and left. Oh, my God. Also, they're just dating. Like, they're not engaged. Like, you're not... I want a boy and a girl. Doesn't work like that, (laughs) sweetheart. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll make it happen. Yeah, let me just... Fucking, this is not an easy bake. Do you want to deliver the babies? Home birth with my (laughs) hands going up. Weirdo. Okay. And you're already dealing with the fact that you had just this breakup and you're pregnant and yeah. now you're dealing with the ex he went back to. Yeah. This is the <laughs> least ideal co-parenting situation you could possibly have. This is like, what's that movie with Seth Rogen, Knocked Up? It's mm-hmm. like a like drunken one night stand. They have to raise a kid together. Yeah. It's just not, not ideal. Quite the trio. It Seriously. Kim continued to be overbearing and texting me every day about my eating habits, exercise habits, and bitching about how her job wouldn't let her take maternity leave. At the virtual genetics counseling appointment, she attended instead of Joe and took over the whole meeting trying to talk about her family history, which wasn't relevant. (laughs) She shares no DNA with these children. Why do your genetics matter? I don't know. When it came time for my 20-week level 2 scan, they allowed me one guest and Joe suggested I take Kim instead of him, which I refused to do. Joe did end up coming and he found out the gender because I wanted to keep it a surprise for me so we could throw a gender reveal party. I put a pregnancy announcement on my social media and then she put up an announcement saying they were expecting twins, quote, the non-traditional way and how blessed she was. (laughs) We are expecting. We. I was irritated, but I kept my mouth shut. Then she threw a gender reveal party and posted it on social media. I wasn't even invited. Oh, my God. Wait, but she didn't even want to know yet. No. She wanted to keep it a surprise until her gender reveal party. She wanted oh, to be surprised. this is just mean. This is cold This is just weird, but mean. She's just, she just looks at her like an oven. She literally looks at her like... A surrogate, like a true surrogate. Like, I'm just, I'm paying you to have my children for me. She also announced that she's having a baby shower. I commented on her post and told her to stop treating me like a surrogate. And the kids weren't hers. And that Joe didn't have any claim or custody of the kids until they were born. I then called Joe and reiterated all of this and stated that I would not be seeing either of them until we went to family court and that my mother would be my birthing partner. He and Kim and some of her friends and family are saying I'm an asshole. And her mother even called and insisted I give her one of my babies like this is the parent trap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So. The mom's crazy, too. It doesn't fall far from the tree, as they say. So, am I the asshole? No. Definitely not. No, I would be getting a lawyer immediately. 
running for the hills. Like this is this is scary. I get I've watched too many episodes of Crime Junkies and I used to fall asleep to watch um to watching like ID Discovery Channel, the crime mm-hmm. show channel. So this is where my mind goes in the first place. But I feel like this Kim lady is gonna let her have the babies and then like off her somehow. Yeah, it's weird. It's it like is- some super strong manipulation. I don't even know. I don't know how you even react to that. But I guess one positive thing is she dodged a big bullet with Joe. Yeah, he sounds like he was not... Granted, they're not dating anymore. He's dating Kim, so he's probably going to have Kim's back. But still, the fact that he's dating someone like Kim is like... a red flag in itself. Right. It's weird. And then the mom? You're going to come in and say... (laughs) Lady, like... Uh, it's so, so unusual. As a as a mother, this is your daughter who's dating a guy who knocks someone else up. Like, they're looking at this like this is their miracle. It's the perfect opportunity for them to get these babies. But how, as you as a mother, like, in your right mind, do you feel entitled to these kids to basically say, oh, yes, you should give my daughter one of your babies to make this situation right? Yeah. No. It, what? Yeah. It's fucking nuts. I don't know how you feel that sense of ownership. It's entitlement. This lady is just acting like an entitled bitch. So when you have a baby shower is before the babies are born. Yeah. So if you were to actually have a surrogate, how do you have a baby shower then? You still still have a baby shower. Um, It's just your friends and family. Basically, a baby shower is a party for you when you're pregnant so your friends and family can give you gifts and everything before the baby comes. So... When the baby does arrive, you're super prepared. You have all the diapers, the car seat, whatever, you know, gifts they give you. Um, I think from what I've seen with people that have surrogates is you just have a typical baby shower as you would, except, you know, you're not pregnant. Some people invite their surrogate there to make them included. I think it just depends. To overstep and... Yeah. Yeah. Top comment, not the asshole. OP, I'm not even being dramatic in any way when I say... Get a lawyer now. Keep records of everything, and whatever you do, do not allow yourself to be alone with Kim. Almost none of Kim's behavior is okay. In fact, it's disturbing. Block phone numbers, file a police report for harassment if you have to. Keep yourself and your children safe. Well, and what's sad about it is you want your kids to have a relationship with their father, but yeah. you don't feel, I, I mean, I wouldn't feel safe having them go and stay with Kim. No, not at all. Like, that's some creepy... And you don't know what kind of things Kim's going to implant in them in the sense, like, the ideas and the mentality surrounding their mom then? Yeah, I mean, I've had step-parents, and I think it is a really, really difficult role to be a step-parent, but I've had step-parents that are so toxic, and, I mean, just talking shit about my mom in front of me or my other parent, and it's just, it's baffling. Like, at the end of the day, you're a step-parent, that's their mom. You cannot talk shit about someone's mom in front of them especially a young child it's fucked up other top comment and kim's mother suggesting they split the twins between parents what the fuck (laughs) yeah yeah op was right when she said she wasn't being treated as a mother but the surrogate i would go so far as to say the twins are seen as objects as well op needs to lawyer up and play hardball about custody kim's not going to get better here she has people enabling her behavior 100 percent I'm so curious what Joe's take is. I wish we had some information on Joe. I know more. This other comment, 
um, it says under his eye, which I was actually thinking about this. There's a show and a book called Handmaiden's Tale, and it's basically about this alternate like you, like society in the future where men are basically barren and they round up these fertile women from the public and force them to breed. And I remember that. Yeah, and it's just the most disturbing show. Yeah. So, yeah, it literally kind of feels like that. And this gets really scary here. This actually makes me wonder if it wasn't the intention when the ex and psycho G broke up. Yeah. Three months to try and make a baby with someone else is a lot cheaper than IVF or surrogacy. That's crazy. Oh, my God. And that the ex gives no shits about being involved and is happy to send psycho future stepmom. Yeah, I mean, from the post, it seemed like they kind of got together and then fell apart real quick. It was very convenient. Very, very convenient. Oh, I do not like this story at all. So That's she does, like a movie. It is. This is literally the plot of a movie. And I hope this one for her in her real life has a happier ending than how Hollywood would take it. Yeah. God, the edit she gives. I'm definitely getting a lawyer ASAP. Y'all have scared the shit out of me, but I'm happy you did. And another update. I never considered this could have happened on purpose. We used condoms because I do not react well to hormonal birth control. And I had to wait to get a non-hormonal IUD because of other medical issues. The Thursday I posted this, I went to the police and they stated that there was nothing they could do because a crime hadn't been committed. In my state, orders of protection are criminal or family. So I was able to get one against Joe. On Friday, I did get a lawyer and they let me know in my state there was nothing I could do as far as custody before the babies are born. So I'll be leaving my state soon to ensure that this isn't my baby's home state and I can't be charged with anything. Smart. Yeah. And at the end of the day, Joe could be a great guy. She doesn't sound like she's going to keep the kids from him, you know, if he's going to be a good dad. But at the end of the day, like, better to be safe than sorry. 100%. Like, this is your life. And if this fucking girlfriend is going to get dangerous, run. Right. And at this point, your loyalty is to the kids. Your loyalty is not to Joe. Yeah, no, it's you and your body. These babies aren't even here yet. They, I mean, so many variables could happen. And at the end of the day, you just need to, like, as a pregnant woman, you do not need to deal with that stress. It could cause so many issues. Yeah, and you're this deep into pregnancy and you just feel used. An incubator. Yeah. Like an incubator. However, someone sent this post to Kim and she came to my job, damaged my car, and broke a bunch of office windows. I work with kids, so she was arrested for not just the criminal damage and trespassing, but also child endangerment. So hopefully that works in my favor. Also, if Joe did it on purpose, I don't think Kim knew because she was screaming at me about how I stole her life and everything I had was supposed to be hers. Interesting. Kim's a psycho. Kim has some issues for sure. (laughs) Oh my God. Definitely, definitely some issues. And I guess like if they didn't do it on purpose, yeah, can you imagine like, we broke up for three months and you slept with someone else and we realized we made a big mistake and got back together and, you know, a couple weeks down the road you found out that the girl was pregnant. Like, that would be terrible. That honestly makes more sense though, I think. Yeah. Than them doing it on purpose. Yeah. I think doing it on purpose is 
is great for the movie, great for the drama. Yeah, but not real life. It doesn't seem that plausible. Right, but I can I can see what it would feel like to have that perfect someone and then they're, so now they're pregnant with someone else, but you're back together and you feel like, oh, that should be me. That should have been my yeah. spot. Especially if you're dealing with fertility problems. Right. You do feel like this was my happy, this was supposed to be my happy ending, my happy life. And now she has it. And she has quote it. Unquote. Yeah. And then her now going through these, you know, these safety measures, which are so justified, obviously. But you're like, she in her mind, she's probably like, she's trying to steal this from me. This was my one shot and she's stealing it from me. I guess there's there's probably better ways to go about it where you might actually be able to participate and be more of that active role like you're trying to be. Yeah. And I think, you know, you can have a good relationship with your stepchildren at the end of the day, but that only works if you are on good terms with the mom and you're you're a team and co-parenting together. Mm-hmm. Co-parenting is hard though. Not Not everyone can do it. I mean, if this kind of interaction continues, it's going to be very, very tough on those kids. It's, it's not going to turn not, out well. No, it's not the healthiest home life for any of anyone, any of them. Started off strong with that one. Yeah, wow. that's messy. <laughs> that just that just makes me feel so weird and just so glad it's not like it's not me. <laughs> it's absolutely terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Ugh. This is why I can't imagine condoms. It's so scary because I I really relate to her and the fact that I can't take hormonal birth control as well. Like it just makes me absolutely out of my mind, crazy, nuts. I'm. I just cannot handle it. Like I literally, the times I've been on it, I've I've cried for like 30 days straight. Like it just doesn't work with my system. So we use condoms. And so to think that like you can be as safe as possible and still use condoms and all this stuff and have it fail, it's just like, it just sucks. It's risky. I know. This is what vasectomies are for. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, but I think there is a big shift for men to get vasectomies. I'm not saying right now, and obviously, right. <laughs> obviously, you don't like. We're not. No, but I think it is like something that you know, if you have a partner that's willing to do that, it's less invasive than you know the female option. So it is logical. It is, but it's all timing. Yes, it is, but it's reversible in most cases. Most. <laughs> you can just put some sperm on ice. <laughs> yeah, send it to the moon with the rest of it. <laughs> What? They're sending a bunch to the moon. Sperm? And eggs. Oh, my God. In case humans die out. Well, in case we, you know, wipe everyone out. I could see that. I could see that. Okay. On to the next one. One of our partners is Cygnos. Did you guys know that more than one in three Americans have prediabetes? Well, I was kind of in that boat. And you're probably like, why is this so important? Well, I'm sure you've heard of insulin. And insulin helps bind the sugar in the blood and takes it into cells as a source of energy. If you have prediabetes, sugar begins to build up in the bloodstream rather than actually fuel your body. For me, I thought those acai bowls I was eating was so healthy. But because of my Cygnos, I saw what it was actually doing. 
Signos removed the guesswork of weight loss and provided me with the tools and knowledge I needed to develop healthier habits. It combines my glucose data from the CGM or continuous glucose monitor with an AI-driven app to deliver me real-time glucose insights for optimal health and weight management. Right now, Signos has an offer exclusively for our listeners. Go to Signos.com, that's S-I-G-N-O-S.com, and get 20% off select plans by using code THT today. That's Signos.com and use code THT to get 20% off select plans today. My fiance took my birth control pills and stabbed holes in the condoms to try to get me pregnant. Oh, I thought you meant take, like actually physically ingest. <laughs> <laughs> How would that turn out? Uh, I probably wouldn't. You might, uh, you might start growing some breast tissue from all the estrogen. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I'm in my late 20s and I got engaged to my fiance, 29, who I've been with for nine years. Our relationship has never really been tested and we get along really well. But recently, he brought up that he wants kids. I said, no, I'm not ready and probably won't be for a few years. He got really mad and argued with me for a solid 10 minutes. I just moved on from it and didn't give it a second thought. A week later, I couldn't find my birth control pills. They're usually in the bathroom cupboard, but I couldn't find them anywhere. Later that night, he wanted to have sex. I said I couldn't find my birth control pills, and he said, it's all right. He'll use a condom. I suppose that was all right. So we went and got one from the bathroom. For the next few weeks, we just used a condom and I didn't take the pill. In hindsight, I should have gotten more when I couldn't find the original pack, but I couldn't be bothered. My fault. On a few occasions we were having sex, I noticed the condom was split. He clearly noticed all times and didn't say anything. So I said, stop. The next day I was putting the recycling bin in the trash. As I was putting it in, I saw my pills at the bottom. No. I instantly knew he had binned them. He knows I deal with the trash. So why was he so stupid to just put them in recycling? It all made sense. So I confronted him about the pills and condoms and he couldn't answer me. He just kept walking away. I was so mad at him. It's not right. Oh my God. You just can't force someone to be pregnant just because you want a baby. Does he have to carry it for nine months? Yeah, he should. If only, if only human males were like seahorse males truth i wish i really wish okay but wow so toxic is that is there anything uh illegal yeah about doing that so yes it is illegal it depends on where you live what state what country but there's what's called sexual coercion and Basically, it's sexual coercion is unwanted sexual activity that happens when you are pressured, tricked, threatened, or forced in a non-physical way. So it could be anything where you're just like tricked, manipulated, lied to, deceived. So like say a guy is like, oh yeah, I'll get a condom, I'll put it on. And he pretends to roll it on but really doesn't and then you have sex. That's sexual coercion. It's, it. It's a crime. And so this, poking holes in condoms, being misleading, deceiving someone sexually like this, like... Big, big no-no. Right. I guess it's just kind of, it's hard to prove then, but. I don't know. I don't think it would be. I really, I think you could, I mean, if all the condoms are in the trash, you could probably take them to the police station. I mean, look at the forensics they have and they're, you know, all of their crazy little crime, crime labs. I think they would be able to like put those condoms under a microscope and see that the holes are big enough to not be normal microscopic Condom sure, manufacturing but, holes or but something. But then he would just come back and say, oh, she did that after. 
I don't know. Anyway, it's not right. It's not right. No. And I mean, they've been together for nine years. For your partner of nine years to turn around and just start poking fucking holes in your condoms? Well, and it don't you think you'd be on the same page if you're together for nine years and engaged after nine years? You'd think so. But I think in his mind, he wants a baby now and he's going to be a selfish asshole to get whatever to he's going to do whatever it takes to get what he wants. But it's like all of a sudden he comes home one day. He's like, I want a baby right now. And then she's like, nah, dude. I mean, he's in probably a couple of years like she's super chill. Yeah, but I mean, like, just not yet. He's 29. She's late 30 or late 20s. So there, you know, he in his mind is probably like, I'm getting older. I'm ready for a kid. But what's like the the flip? Why all of a sudden is it zero to a hundred? I mean, they're getting married. They're kind of getting to that point where they're ready to start a family, settle down. She's not on that page. So right. either get on that page or reevaluate the relationship because that's a big thing to not see eye to eye on. Mm-hmm. And then to toxically violate her and manipulate her in that way. Yeah, that's terrifying. Apt. Terrifying. And then to almost rub it in by leaving the pills, like she said, where she he knew she would see it. Yeah, essentially, just an idiot. Yeah, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna sabotage her birth control in this way, at least make it look like she just lost it. Like, do you wh- think he intentionally wanted her to see it or no? I think he's just a dumb asshole. <laughs> I really do. Like, he yeah. is just a selfish prick. This is just so wrong. Top comment. This is toxic and wrong. If I was in your position, I would be calling off the engagement. So OP does reply and she says, I think I will be calling off the engagement. This is too far to come back from. Even after a healthy nine years, this totally destroys all of that. What else has he done? I've missed because this doesn't seem like the first thing behavioral side of things. That's so true. I mean, this is just a huge trust thing. It is. And it's a complete lack of trust now. Yeah. Because, and like we always say, our relationships are so heavily based on trust and communication. And this is a different sense of cheating. It's a different sense of lying and manipulation. And You're never going to be able to get that trust back. Right. Ever. And if you don't have that foundation in a relationship, it's just, it's just not, I don't think it's going to work, especially for the long haul. Well, yeah, especially when you're messing with sexual stuff. Because then any time now in the future, let's say it, let's say they come to a resolution, whatever, work yeah. it out. Any time then you go to have sex or do anything of the sort, you're going to be like, it's always going to be in the back of your head. Yeah. Always. It, uh, just, it just, there's no winning. No, there's not. Yeah, she gives a couple more comments uh, throughout the post. It's a shame as he was a good boyfriend, but really me thinking he has been changing the last few months. I've lost nine years, I feel, and I don't think I can come back from this. Tomorrow, I'll be laying this all out to him that I think we've hit the end of the road and I feel completely disgusted and violated. I honestly couldn't care what he says. I'm done. This is extremely hard to come back from. I'll be moving out. I'll need to tell my sister and mom tomorrow about this as I need to confide in someone face-to-face. I appreciate everyone who worried. Well, that's heartbreaking too, to be in your late 20s. You have been dating someone for nine years, so of course you probably think that they're the one. Especially, yeah, you're engaged. Like you said, yes. And to see them change and do something like this to you, it'd be awful. 
Ugh, be horrible. The deception, the lying, the manipulation. I think too, like as as a woman, and like I can, I can really relate to her saying, like I feel like I lost so much time. I think, and maybe this is just me, but maybe there's other people that can relate to this. But I feel like there's so much pressure on women to settle down, get married, have kids by a certain age. Like there's those societal expectations and pressures. And it's just, it's hard to shift from that, especially because like we live in Los Angeles. People out here don't settle down as early as they do where we're from and, you know, the Midwest, Minnesota. And so it's just so hard. And I don't know, like, do you ever feel like there's a lot of pressure to kind of get your shit together? Or do you feel like as a guy, you don't feel that as much? I think I definitely do. I think as you cross over through your mid 20s, you start to feel these pressures. And even though maybe they're not directly in front of you or you're not being approached or even there might not even be conversations about them, but you start to feel it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because of what you see the people around you doing, especially being from Midwest. Yeah. You see everyone back home, buying homes, getting married, having kids. Hitting those traditional milestones. And like my parents had me when they were both 25 and here I am at 26, going on 27, and you start to look at it like, no, right now I don't feel like I'm ready for a kid. Yeah. I'm just not. I There's just so much going on, I think, right now. Yeah, definitely. That it doesn't feel like I'd be 100% ready and can put 100% of myself into it. Yeah. But you see everyone else doing it, and you start, start to feel it. I, it's comparison. this weird it's feeling. It's fucking comparison. It's literally just... It's so hard not to do. And I feel like I I battle with it a lot because, you know, there's certain goals you have career-wise, things you want to accomplish, things you want to do, and you're so hyper-focused on those. And then sometimes these other ideas pop in your head like, oh, should I be doing this? Should I be doing this differently? I think I am as affected by those pressures as anyone else. Yeah. I just, I think it's this age, it's, I don't know. Yeah. I think our, you know, our times we're living in are very nice though. I look at, you know, the forties or fifties and sixties and the pressures as women and men back then, you know, men, men to provide women to stay at home, have a, you know, a family. There wasn't really a lot of options for women back then. And I think now we kind of live in this where we're really pushing what norms are. And that's why we shouldn't compare because, you know, there's a lot of people now that want to be child free and just be the fun aunt or not even the fun aunt. They just want to live their own life and have their freedom. And I think everyone's ideas of success and what their life should look like is so different. And I think we're more open and accepting of that, which I love. Well, I think that's what makes it fun though, too, is it does. uh, It just, I kind of love the unpredictability of things sometimes and just the randomness associated with not only like what I do in my career right now, but also just in that LA lifestyle where it's not like I'm just looking forward to that raise in three years and like I can kind of see my whole path ahead of me. It's more like we don't know where we're going to be in two years. We don't know what we're going to be doing. We don't know how successful we'll be. It's all just up in the air, which I think is fun. And I think if if we were in it too long, it would start to not be fun because at some point you kind of need to to figure everything out. But 
it's just I think we just enjoy it, and I think the time we're in is perfect for it. Yeah, I think um, at the end of the day, I love, love, love the saying to each their own. And I think some, like, I think it is used in very negative ways sometimes. Like, a haha, like, yeah, to each their own. Like, kind of a condescending yeah, way. Yeah, like, you can go be weird and... Yeah, like, <laughs> f- to each their own. Like, fuck you. But I do, I love, love, love that saying. And I think it's just so valid, especially when it comes to, you know, kiddos and, you know, big, big decisions like this. So, at the end of the day, it just needs to be your choice and something you're comfortable with and not something you get trapped into. On to the next one. One of our partners is Cygnos. Did you guys know that more than one in three Americans have prediabetes? Well, I was kind of in that boat. And you're probably like, why is this so important? Well, I'm sure you've heard of insulin. And insulin helps bind the sugar in the blood and takes it into cells as a source of energy. If you have prediabetes, sugar begins to build up in the bloodstream rather than actually fuel your body. For me, I thought those acai bowls I was eating was so healthy. But because of my Cygnos, I saw what it was actually doing. Cygnos removed the guesswork of weight loss and provided me with the tools and knowledge I needed to develop healthier habits. It combines my glucose data from the CGM or continuous glucose monitor with an AI-driven app to deliver me real-time glucose insights for optimal health and weight management. Right now, Cygnos has an offer exclusively for our listeners. Go to Cygnos.com, that's S-I-G-N-O-S.com, and get 20% off select plans by using code THT today. That's Cygnos.com and use code THT to get 20% off select plans today. Mixing it up a little bit. It's the the wife this time. Okay. My 30 male wife, 29 female, partner of 14 years, lied about taking birth control and got pregnant on purpose. I feel like I should be more upset than I am. Ouch. I think what I need help the most with is forgiving my wife. I'm trying to understand why she would do something like this, and I feel like maybe there is a good reason. I think that maybe if I could just understand why she did this, then I might be able to get over it. But part of me is afraid that there really isn't a justification. We've been together a long time, since high school, and in that time, I've never had any reason not to trust her, which is why I felt comfortable not wearing condoms. Plus, we've never had any scares before. I was okay with having an oopsie baby if we found ourselves in that 0.01%, but we weren't trying for a baby. She was supposed to be taking her pill, and to my knowledge, she was. Well, we got pregnant. I was surprised when my wife told me, but not upset. We had planned to start trying next summer anyways, and I figured that it was meant to happen. We're ready, or as ready as you can be, to have a child, so timing and money weren't issues. Everything was going fine. Our relationship was fine. The baby was slash is fine, and then my wife started acting strange a couple weeks ago. She seemed very unsure if I was happy with things slash our relationship, Hmm. but She couldn't give me a reason why she was afraid. I told her repeatedly that I was excited about the baby and happy that we were finally doing this together. Nothing I said helped, and I kept getting the same questions from her, but none of it made sense until yesterday. When I got home, I found her sobbing on the couch. I was actually worried because I've only seen her ugly cry like that a handful of times, and none of them were good. I'm just picturing Kim Kardashian crying. Her ugly cry meme is the best. (laughs) I asked her what was wrong, and I could barely make out what she said. So I asked her again. 
She tells me she's done something terrible and is afraid to tell me, but feels like she has to. She tells me that she's been lying to me, that she wasn't taking her birth control, and we didn't get pregnant by accident. Wow. I didn't really respond. I just went back out to the car and drove around for a few hours. I wasn't really angry, just hurt, and I didn't really know how to process what she told me. I think what bothered me most, and what still bothers me, is that she didn't just come talk to me. If this was really bothering her, i.e. having a baby, I feel like we could have worked something out and maybe tried sooner. I did go home last night, but I slept in the guest room and left before she got up. I'm sitting here at work debating whether I should go home or just crash at my friend's. I feel like I need to get my mind right before I go back home and talk to her. I want to be angry with her, and I know what she did was unacceptable, but it's hard for me to be angry with her right now. I think about the life she's carrying in her and how much I already love our child, and I don't know if I would change things if I could. I know she needs me now, but I'm thinking about just staying away for a few days to clear my head. I still love her and want us to be together, but I think I need time. I'm not sure what to do about trusting her again. I don't know how we we get that back. On the other hand, I think part of me also feels like it took a lot for her to be honest with me. She didn't have to do it. She could have easily have kept the truth to herself, and I likely never would have found out. I think that gives me hope that I can still trust her. Not that it matters in terms of my problem, but she has five months, and I don't know how long she stopped taking the pill before she got pregnant. Okay, can I just say, out of any story I think I've ever heard from Reddit, this is probably the strongest and most mature couple I've ever yeah. like experienced. Yeah, definitely. The way that he's handling it. And it just was being so well so, written, too. Well, and, <laughs> yes, and you can tell that there's a reason they've been together for so long. Like, they yeah. clearly know how to communicate. They clearly know, they're like, the way he's dealing with it and the way that Yes, she came forward after doing something wrong. It just is, I got to say, it's just refreshing after all the other stories. <laughs> it's just nice to hear something that actually feels like there, there's a happy there's resolution here. There's hope. There's a light at the there's end of the tunnel. Hope. Yes. It's just very, it's very yeah. nice to hear. At the well, same time, though, it is like, it is interesting because it was a situation where it almost felt like it'd be so easy to say, hey, no big why deal. don't we try early yeah. or earlier? Or oh, wh- like if she would have came forward. Yeah, and yeah. just like had that conversation like, hey, I've been thinking maybe we do this a little bit sooner. Yeah, it, it from, seems like it could have been a really easy conversation. Yeah, and from the way he sounds here, it seems like he would have been like, for sure, let's, let's go. do it. There's let's nothing holding right back. Now. Career is great. The money, whatever. He said they have the time. They have everything. Yeah. Picture perfect. If Oh, if we had an oops baby. I wouldn't be mad. That's chill. Yeah. So it's like, I, it's, I'm just like, why? Why would you? Why lie and deceive yeah. when you really don't have to? It why, sounds like Why you bring have... that conflict into this seemingly perfect relationship yeah. you have? Yeah. Because it's so rare. I know. It's absolutely baffling. And I was going to say like, okay, maybe she didn't feel comfortable enough to just approach him. But like, you've you've been together for 14 years. You know, how long have you been married for? We don't know. But- why could you not have just said, "Hey, you know, I think I'm ready to start having it to start trying." Like, where do you lie on right. that topic? Like, it's just it seems like such an easy conversation, especially for someone for a couple that's been together that long. Uh, it's just so crazy. I can't. 
like it's really, 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 really great that he does want the baby and he's not super mad about it. But still, to get that trust back and to deceive someone, like she's five months along. She just told him after five months of being pregnant. And like you said, how long was she not taking her birth control? Right. Like a year? Yeah. Well, and that's hard. And that's what makes it very tricky. The trust. And then, but then you see his true colors because he's like, you know, but it probably took a lot for her to come and tell me. I know. He's a keeper. Yeah. He's one of the good ones. How would you not feel comfortable comfortable approaching him? I feel like I could be friends with this guy. Yeah. (laughs) I know. He seems pretty chill. So top comments. The awesome thing is that you want this baby. That might be why you don't feel as angry as you think you should. Most men in your situation would be furious because the woman got pregnant when the guy did not want a kid. What your wife has done is show you that she has no problem making huge decisions that could totally disrupt your life without you. You had a timeline. Instead of talking to you, she lied to you. Are you fine staying married to someone who did that? Are you okay raising a child with that person? I mean, the later bit there. You have to be because guess what? She made that choice for you. Ooh. Well, and that is what that is Ooh. what makes it um so interesting is that like we said him feeling so approachable why well it's not even the why it's like yes that is the red flag then if it is if it should be that simple and seemingly that easy mm-hmm. from the way he's put it then it is weird for her to then just do that i mean was she looking for some drama like was it really boring what's going on why it just seems so weird. Uh, I know. And then your mind kind of goes down this rabbit hole of like, well, is it his? Like, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Ooh. They finish off the comment. This would completely change how I saw my partner. Not in a good way. I'm not going to tell you to be angry. I'm not going to tell you to divorce her. I do, however, want you to realize that how you react to her fessing up will lay the foundation for how she treats you going forward. This is a big fucking deal. You can feel how you want but that doesn't make it any less wrong. Yeah, it's it's absolutely terrible. Like whether you're married or just dating, like you should not, should not, not, not ever fucking lie to your partner about birth control or manipulate your partner about birth control. Like a kid is a lifelong commitment. Like I'm fucking 27 and my mom and dad are still, you know, supporting me in some ways. Like mm-hmm. it is, it doesn't end when they're 18. And so- Everyone, both parties, both people, you know, f- going 50-50. You got to be all in it. You, you do. You really got to be all in it. And it's like, then again, from then the questions I want to ask her are, okay, let's say you get pregnant and you're hoping he just thinks it's the oops baby. Yeah. Maybe that's the plan, right? You take that to your grave? No. I mean, obviously she couldn't, right? So she then told him. It just makes you think like... Is that the foundation you want to have these kids on? Like, Yeah, I I really – I'm sure she went into it thinking it'll be fine. I won't feel as guilty. I won't have to say anything. I don't know. Like maybe she was planning on taking to her grave and then it just didn't work out that way for her. But not okay. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm kind of – you've got me thinking now. I know. That something else is going on. I know. You never know. Or – we're not getting the full story. Yeah. I would like to get the her side story. I know. Where's where's the You know what I'm saying? Side. Just because it just seems too picture perfect in the way he puts it. Yeah, but honestly, I don't know. Like, I guess, guys, no offense, 
guys kind of are oblivious to some things. So maybe, you know, maybe he's withholding some information. Like maybe they do have some issues and maybe right. he, maybe he made comments like, oh, I don't know if I ever want kids or whatever. Right, right. Who knows? But either way, like she definitely shouldn't have fucking handled it that way. He does reply and says, condoms from here on out. I don't think we can ever get back to that level of trust. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. The trust. Yep. It's just once that's gone, the foundation of your whole relationship is so easily broken. It, it feels like when you get together with someone and you start becoming serious, it almost feels like trust is such an interesting thing because you build it up. Yeah. But then it has to almost stay there. Because if it gets cracked, if it falls, if anything happens to it once you've built it up, you're fucked, and you, you can't, can't get ever back. get there. It'll never be the same. There's ever. always that doubt and that insecurity. Right. Then. I mean, I feel like you hear stories all the time of people where, oh, we something happened and we fix things, but even now, five years later, anytime uh, he goes out. I think about that one time mm-hmm. or anytime he's on a trip or she's on a vacation. I think about that one thing, that one time because it's always there. It's like a scar. It's, you know, no amount of fucking Mederma scar cream is going to completely get rid of it. It's, it's there. On to the next one. A third party baby trapped this couple. Oh, wow. One of our partners is Cygnos. Did you guys know that more than one in three Americans have prediabetes? Well, I was kind of in that boat. And you're probably like, why is this so important? Well, I'm sure you've heard of insulin. And insulin helps bind the sugar in the blood and takes it into cells as a source of energy. If you have prediabetes, sugar begins to build up in the bloodstream rather than actually fuel your body. For me, I thought those acai bowls I was eating was so healthy. But because of my Cygnos, I saw what it was actually doing. Cygnos removed the guesswork of weight loss and provided me with the tools and knowledge I needed to develop healthier habits. It combines my glucose data from the CGM or continuous glucose monitor with an AI-driven app to deliver me real-time glucose insights for optimal health and weight management. Right now, Cygnos has an offer exclusively for our listeners. Go to Cygnos.com, that's S-I-G-N-O-S.com, and get 20% off select plans by using code THT today. That's Cygnos.com and use code THT to get 20% off select plans today. My... Mother-in-law tampered with my birth control, resulting in me getting pregnant three months postpartum. Not really sure what to do from here. Crazy. Um, <laughs> if this was my mother-in-law, she would be fucking dead. You fucking got me pregnant three months after I just pushed a watermelon out of my vagina? No watermelon kids are fucking big <laughs> some babies are like 12 pounds when they come out it's like the smaller watermelons at the grocery store like the, the smaller ones not Have you the seen big a newborn ones. baby yeah but i'm thinking of like the baby's head right baby's smaller head watermelon. baby's head's like the size of a cantaloupe i've seen some big watermelons you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> can can you guys tell how like traumatizing birth is for me. <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is. My my brother and his wife just had their second one. Well, not just. He's about to turn two in May. 
but his birth was like so, so traumatic. Like Matt, my brother will like reenact it and they'll literally, he'll literally be like, they were grabbing him by his shoulders and yanking him. And I could just see Amy and the whole bed rocking forward. (laughs) Yeah. And they literally had to like vacuum his little head. So when he came out, he had a big ass cone head from vacuuming in him, mm-hmm. which is also so dangerous. It causes so many, so many, you know, health complications sometimes. It's really dangerous to do. But they literally turn to him and they go, we have 60 seconds to get him out or we could lose them both. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's- so I'm just like childbirth and just the whole. Was that Emmett? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's just, it's so scary to me. That. And the fact that this is something I'm also really, really passionate about. And in grad school, I almost did a capstone on it. But the fact that women of color are almost 245% more likely to die in childbirth than a white woman, like that to me is baffling. And like, I know, yes, okay, I'm I'm a fucking white woman. But it just like angers me. And I really, a passion project of mine that I really want to get into is trying to do something with OT, my degree, and, you know, maternal health and trying to change that field for yeah. women of color because holy fucking shit, childbirth is scary enough for me and I can't even imagine then as a woman of color when you already have this fucking cloud surrounding childbirth and, you know, those stats like that. Like, fuck, dude. Okay. Yeah, that's... So on to this crazy fucking mother-in-law who tampered with the birth control. Wow. <laughs> I'm fucking mad. Let's get into it. I wonder how you even accomplished that as the mother-in-law. We're going to find out. All right. Let me just start out by saying, if you know who I am, please don't say anything. I created a throwaway event and cry and get support as anonymously as possible. I still am very happy about the pregnancy or at least want to be. I just need support. Thank you for understanding. Oh, I'm going to cry. Respectable. <sighs> okay. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> my husband, 22 male, and I, 20 female. Oh, my God. They're young little nuggets. Yeah. Welcomed our daughter into the world 18 weeks ago. She's a darling baby and really pretty easy as far as newborns go, except for one. She wasn't a son. Mm. Oh, Fucking in-laws. My in-laws were obsessed with the idea of us having a son to the point that they denied she was a girl up until the moment she was born. Why? Because, quote, the bloodline follows the father. If you don't have a son, our family name will die out because your daughter will marry a man and carry on his bloodline. So girls really don't count. That's so old-fashioned. This is like Game of Thrones up in here. Fuck you in <laughs> hell. God, I mean, these people exist, though. Like, that is a very... And who knows, you know, what culture they're from. I think, you know, the culture really changes how you view sons and daughters. And it's it's real. It's out there. I'm just picturing a, <sighs> uh, a gender reveal party. And they I they have the those. pink everywhere. And then the in-laws run in and say, nope, nope, it's a boy. You're all wrong. And they, like, bring their own blue balloons and stuff. Uh, I think the worst, <laughs> worst gender reveals. And... I don't even know why these people post their videos on the internet after this happens, but... The ones that cause forest fires? 
Those are fucked up too, <laughs> especially when they're out here where we live. Because California is so dry. Like, don't how dense do you have to be to fucking do that out here? <laughs> no, but the ones where the couple is standing there, they shoot off the confetti cannon, they pop a balloon, they open a box, whatever it is, and they're both super excited until they open the box, and the girl's excited because she's happy. She just wants a baby at the end mm-hmm. of the day, whatever. The girl's excited, and you see the guy, and the minute he sees it's pink balloons, he's like fuck this, fuck that, and, like, storms off. Oh, so neither of them knew. Neither of them knew. It's a surprise. And he storms off, and the girl is standing there, like... Yeah, that's fucked. Like, be excited you're having a baby. Like, not everyone gets that, you know, that amazing special opportunity. You know what you're signing up for. Yeah, it's flip a fucking coin. Right. Like, this isn't... Unless you're doing IVF and you know what your embryos are, you don't don't really get to choose. So be fucking happy you're able to grow anything inside you and like just dumb the day they came to visit in the hospital my in-laws asked when we would be trying for another baby we kind of just laughed it off but my mother-in-law got more insistent straight up telling us y'all need to try for a boy she's in the fucking hospital with stitches all up her from front to back (laughs) because women tear Uh, I sometimes, not everyone tears, lucky bitches who don't, but she's literally sitting in the hospital and she's bringing this up. What? Yeah. You need to try again. This one wasn't good enough. Yeah. They haven't even, have they even met the fucking kid yet? Assholes. Over the next month or two, the conversation about us having another baby sort of tapers off into little comments every now and again. I had no problem ignoring them, and we already told them it wasn't happening, so I just let it run off my back. Around this time, mother-in-law started coming over daily for a few hours, watching the baby for me so that he could sleep and occasionally clean up a bit for me. She'd be over unsupervised anywhere from one to four hours. Fast forward to present day, two days ago now. My husband poured me a mixed drink, and when I brought the cup up to my lips... I got hit with this paranoid and panicked feeling. I immediately put the cup down and insisted we take a pregnancy test. Sure enough, it comes back positive. What? Talk about some like psychic Yeah, just having that feeling. Yeah. We wait until the next morning, take a digital test, and again, positive. Based on my last menstrual period, I should have been about six weeks along. After getting over the initial shock... We were excited but confused. For several reasons, we hadn't been able to get hormonal birth control, so we'd been using condoms and lube to make sure they didn't tear. So we weren't sure how we'd gotten pregnant, but we're happy with the news. We decided we wouldn't tell anyone because we didn't want another baby stampede from his family. Mm -hmm. But I'm incredibly close to my sister-in-law, so I decided to tell her after swearing her to secrecy. When I told her... Her eyes got wide and started to water, and she asked if I was serious, and was I sure? I told her I know my husband and I are young, but between us, we make more than enough to support another baby. Sister-in-law bursts into tears and starts apologizing over and over. Oh, man. Meanwhile, I sit there with my mouth hanging open and lost. She calms down a bit, and through her tears, tells me that my mother-in-law has been poking holes in our condoms... How? Pretty much since we came home from the hospital. How? A tiny little pin. Oh, the, uh, oh, when she's over. Yeah. For up to four hours. Yeah. 
What a psycho. Oh, my God. I found your condoms. (laughs) This is just so, just so. Can't you just picture her sitting there just like. Just going off poking. I'm so sad for them. She claims mother-in-law told her she did it, but she thought she was just spouting shit because she was upset we didn't have a boy. And suddenly everything clicked into place. Also, I'm so, like, I know the sister-in-law, like, oh, I thought she was kidding, whatever. But even if she was kidding, fucking tell them. Like, I get it to your mom and you're probably like, oh, no big deal. Like, she's just being her kooky little self. (laughs) But what if she's not? Obviously, she fucking wasn't kidding. Tell them. Worst case, they spend 20 bucks, 10 bucks on a new box of condoms. And they can hide them. They can leave the poked holes one where they are and hide the new ones. She's just as guilty of it now, too. I just think, like, yeah, it's kind of guilty by association because she knew. And, yeah, okay, she's being a good person for even telling her now, but... Still a hard place to be in, I guess. Yeah, because you don't, I mean, don't kill the messenger or whatever, but she should have fucking said something the minute her mom was spouting this stuff, like she said. Like, fuck that. Like, if you hear fucking crucial information or information that could hurt someone you need to fucking tell them fucking terrible ugh and suddenly everything clicked into place that's why the condoms didn't work even though we were careful with them that's why she'd always shoo me off to sleep while she was around and that's what she was doing when she was cleaning my house snooping for our condoms and she knew I wasn't on birth control because I remember complaining to her about how my OB went on maternity leave and I wasn't able to find another one that took my insurance at the time. It's nuts. I'm so angry. I don't know what to do. I want to go right over to her house and tear her a new one so bad I can smell my tires burning on the blacktop. I'm also logically angry at sister-in-law for not telling me. How could you think this was a joke when she was so specific about everything she was going to do? Yes. It's just so creepy. I mean, like, <sighs> what do you do now? I mean, the I don't know. Like, there's some people that would, like, have an abortion just because, like, one, they just had a baby. They're dealing with a three-month-old. They're not ready for another baby. And also, like, not having that sense of control over your own body like some people might do it even to just spite the mother-in-law, but right because the mother-in-law's like, I won. Yeah, she did. She did win, and she's not going to give a shit about what they come at her and how mad they are because no. she's like, I got what I wanted. Yeah, unless it's another girl. So, we'll see. Why didn't you warn me? I would have put my condoms in my room. I'm livid with mother-in-law. I'm pleased with this pregnancy, but it wasn't my choice. It wasn't even an accident. It was her meddling because she didn't get the golden grandson she wanted. Where were they keeping their condoms? Probably in a bathroom drawer. Oh, bathroom. Yeah. I was thinking like the kitchen or something. (laughs) It's a little far. (laughs) Like if they're not right next to your bed, then... A little far to walk when you're in the middle of something. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even know how to handle this. I want to scorch the earth, but I also still don't want his family knowing I'm pregnant. And I'm not even 12 weeks yet, so the risk of a miscarriage is still uncomfortably high. The only bright side of this whole thing is it's snatched my husband out of his mother's fog so violently he probably got whiplash. Personally, my pregnancy has soured a bit, so I'm really trying to hang on to any 
happiness I have about the pregnancy left. If you have Irish twins of your own or are one, I'd love some positive feedback on that situation. Where do we go from here? She does give an update. I want to thank you all for your support and suggestions. Having a plan makes me feel way less panic and overwhelmed. Sadly, what mother-in-law did isn't a crime here, so there won't be any jail time or charges pressed. For now, game plan is no contact with mother-in-law for me, babe, or growing babe once the truth is out. Before then, I want all the proof in the world she did this. I've ordered a hidden camera, and I'm going to buy new, latex-free condoms claiming that I'm suddenly allergic to latex. Hopefully, she'll pull calls again, and I'll have video proof this time. Even if I can't use it to press charges, I want all the proof I have that she's not safe to be around so she can't sue for GPR, grandparent rights, if this baby is a boy. I also have decided to change our family last name to literally anything else because I'm a petty bitch. Hell yeah. And since I want... And since she wants to act and ass over the stupid name, then nobody gets it. I love it. Great. Yes. Great ending. As for my husband, he's willing and ready to do whatever I decide. Currently, he's asleep, so we'll be discussing everything at at breakfast. Thanks again, everyone. Wow. I think the only thing you have to think about, though, with the camera and the new condoms thing, is the sister-in-law is not trustworthy. I don't know. I mean, the sister-in-law kind of, I mean, really fucked her over and let her down by not telling her. But You don't think she'll go tell the mom? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. But I think the sister-in-law might feel guilty enough to where she won't. What is GPR? Uh, Grandparent rights. Right. But what would that, when would that come into effect? Um... You have a daughter-in-law that's keeping your grandkids from you, and you feel oh, that you're it. a safe grandparent. So it's it's custody court. You gotcha. get you get visitation rights. I love the change the name. I think it's totally justified. I think it's absolutely fucked. Like, and also, if they did have a boy for the second child, what is that little girl gonna feel? My grandparents don't love me. I'm chopped fucking liver. Right. That's not a healthy relationship and for one child to be so favored over the other that is so terrible so toxic yeah. Ugh, yeah they don't deserve to be around that child that is fucked up okay so up next one of our partners is cygnos did you guys know that more than one in three americans have pre-diabetes well i was kind of in that boat and you're probably like why is this so important well i'm sure you've heard of insulin and insulin helps bind the sugar in the blood and takes it into cells as a source of energy if you have pre-diabetes sugar begins to build up in the bloodstream rather than actually fuel your body for me i thought those acai bowls i was eating was so healthy but because of my cygnos i saw what it was actually doing Cygnos removed the guesswork of weight loss and provided me with the tools and knowledge I needed to develop healthier habits. It combines my glucose data from the CGM or continuous glucose monitor with an AI-driven app to deliver me real-time glucose insights for optimal health and weight management. Right now, Cygnos has an offer exclusively for our listeners. Go to Cygnos.com, that's S-I-G-N-O-S.com, and get 20% off select plans by using code THT today. That's Cygnos.com and use code THT to get 20% off select plans today. Am I the asshole for refusing to meet my sister's surrogate? So, for context, in grades 7 and 8, I, 27 female now, was bullied. There were two boys in particular that instigated everything. There's only one who matters, though, and I'll call him Jacob. 
In a nutshell, Jacob bullied me about bleeding through my pants because of my period and getting some of the blood on himself when he sat in my chair. Because of this, I was completely outcasted from the class and was always picked on by him and others. For two years, I was called the violator and was treated like shit. To put it shortly, there were many times that I considered ending my life because of how miserable I was. Sorry for all of that, but unfortunately, it's relevant. In 2019, my half-sister, I'll call her Tia, 29 female, got engaged to a guy she'd met on a dating app. Tia and I are kind of close, more friends than sisters. We don't see each other that often. We'll just talk occasionally on the phone. Tia is also infertile. She unfortunately had ovarian cancer when she was 14 and now can't have kids. She's always been really sad about it and always avoided talking about pregnancies or the like, which rightfully so. Wow, that is so, so young to have ovarian cancer. Then to have that choice removed from you forever. Yeah. Anyways, she asked me to come over last week and talk. When I got there, she immediately sat me down and said, Her and her partner want to have a kid, and they were thinking surrogacy. I congratulated her and said, that's great. I was genuinely happy for her until she asked me if I wanted to be the surrogate. Wow. I didn't know what to think at first. I wanted to say no, but I didn't want to hurt Tia's feelings, so I said I would think about it. Then, her and her partner invited me to dinner yesterday. Turns out the guy she's engaged to is Jacob. No. Ooh. So no, definitely not the asshole. No. Come on. No. I'll admit my reaction wasn't great. I hadn't seen him in over a decade and I panicked. Luckily, they hadn't seen me yet, so I immediately hightailed it out of there and went home. Tia called me later pissed and demanded why I never showed up. <laughs> I was honest with her and said her fiancé was my middle school bully and that he fucking traumatized me. She was sympathetic at first... But when I told her I couldn't be her surrogate, her attitude immediately changed. Typical. Yeah. Typical. I I understand going to a a trusted, close source, right? Yeah. Someone that you... Well, and you don't have to pay family typically. Oh, wow. Families do it for free. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, then then it makes a lot of sense for that to be, oh, maybe let's just see. Yeah. Let's just check. Yeah. But Wow. To assume, oh, yeah, we'll just ask her. She'll do it 100%. I mean, yeah, I mean, she asked, but it's the fact that she then got mad when she she never said yes in the first place. So she, she's just assuming she will. Yeah. And they're not even that close. They're friends, not sisters, basically. Right. Yeah. She started yelling and said I was going back on my word and that what happened was a long time ago and I should get over it. She said this was her one chance to have a child and that I was ruining it for her. When she started crying, I hung up because... I just couldn't handle it. So, am I the asshole? I don't want to be the reason she can't have a kid, but I honestly don't want to be involved with Jacob at all. I'd be happy to never see him again, but I know that's kind of impossible. That's just so unfortunate. Yeah. What are it the is. chances? Uh, so. I mean, I so guess you're slim. all in the same. They're probably where they grew up. Could be a small, really small town. But uh, just, I mean, I think it's been at least in the last few years, maybe the last five years, I think bullying has been really like come to the forefront, been made yeah. to be known as like a crazy issue. I don't I, know if much has been done I don't to think curb it's gotten it, better. But, but still, yes, it is one of those things that, and I think it's again, going with the, 
you know, when you're so susceptible in your formative years and you're just, when you're growing up and you're trying to figure out who you are, bullying is probably the most traumatic thing that can happen ever. It is. I mean, it sticks with you forever, literally for a lifetime. I, was, I can remember comments people made yeah. still to this day from middle school. Yeah. Like I can pinpoint. It haunts there, you. And I almost can, I can, I know exactly where I was standing. Yeah. I can tell you what was around me. I could walk you in my school and go to those specific places. I could too. It it never leaves. No, it, it haunts you. It's It really scars you. And I feel like her, uh, the friend is going to say, well, that was back in middle school. Like Get we're over so far, it. It was a long time ago. Get over it. Right. That's what I'm expecting. Yeah. Well, that's what she said. She, yeah. She literally said, get over it. And I was bullied extremely bad in high school, like later, later on, not even, you know, this young seventh and eighth grade, but I was bullied so bad in high school. Like I went through the same thing. Like I was so unhappy. I thought about any of my life, but you know, that's really even hard to even talk about it, but it's just, it's fucking terrible. And you know, some of my bullies were my best friends from kindergarten. And so it was just absolutely, absolutely horrendous. I ended up, you know, going to college and high school and I grew as a person and really it changed my whole life. And I got out of a small town instead of staying there, which I probably would have, but it still is so, so terrible and something you you don't want anyone to go through, let alone, you know, Ugh, it's just it's so terrible. Yeah, it doesn't matter how young you are. No, it doesn't. It doesn't change the relevancy of it. No, and so my one of my like worst high school bullies is you know really good friends with some of my friends from high school. So I, you, there's things I'll run into her at, and it's like I want nothing to do with that person. Mm-hmm. I want nothing. I don't nothing. Like okay, great. Maybe she's changed. She's got kids of her own these days. Maybe she's learned how to be a nice person. But still, like I never got an apology. No. It's not someone I want to be around. And it's like, this Jacob guy never apologized. And if someone bullied you so bad to the point where you thought about ending your life, like, that person does not deserve your time, your energy, let alone you helping them have a child. Something that is such a big sacrifice. Yeah, that that's just too far. No. That's just... What if she died in childbirth? What if she was left with lifelong complications? Right, and you don't even, you don't even really think about that stuff at first. No. I think in... What you first think about is like, I'm just gonna have a baby. Well, but no big deal. Yeah, but if it's him, I'm not going through that purely for the fact of that it's him, let alone all the other risks and circumstances. But yeah, it's she is definitely not in the wrong. Not at all. Her half sister should maybe didn't experience bullying or something, but I, I think just she's can't. just being selfish. Yeah. She only sees her her wants and her needs. That's true. I want a baby. Like, uh, you have other people out there, you know, there's other people that I'm sure would be willing to be your surrogate. And at the end of the day, like, this is not your body. You don't get to dictate what, right? you know, OP does. Right. It doesn't work like that. And having a kid is, it, even if it's not, you know, your kid at the end of the day and you don't have to, you know, then raise it, you don't have that responsibility, but like being pregnant, like, like some, like literally it's a joke. Like after having kids, like you can't laugh, sneeze, hiccup without peeing yourself like there's lifelong things that after being yeah. pregnant you know some yeah. some women have to deal with so it's like this isn't something it's not just like nine months and you're done exactly you could fucking lose all your teeth 
even though those nine months are not the uh, the greatest nine months you're ever going to have, let alone the... Yeah, who knows? Let who alone knows? what you're left with after. Ugh. Okay, so last one. This woman I don't think is going to have any issue ever getting baby trapped. Okay. I, 32 female, told my husband's 34 male family he wasn't attracted to me after giving birth to our first child due to my weight gain. Mm. Asshole. <laughs> my husband and I have two kids together, four female and eight-month-old boy. After our first, I had a hard time losing the baby weight and was about 40 pounds overweight for a year after having her. During that time, my man-child of a husband struggled with porn and wasn't attracted to me. It took a lot of self-reflection and patience on my end to come to terms with this. I did lose the weight and our sex life went back to normal. Also, fuck him. He doesn't deserve sex if that's how he's going to act because you yeah. gained you gained a little weight carrying his child. Right, going through the whole thing. Yeah, literally. Okay, I would have never had sex with that person again. <laughs> Take note. I understand that sex is not an obligation in a marriage, and if I want to be intimate with him, I need to accept that he is a very shallow person and can't have sex with me if I'm not 120 pounds. Oh, well, I can't relate to that mindset, but it is what it is. After the second kid, I was more conscious of this and bounced back a lot faster. Recently, at a family party, my sister-in-laws, both my husband's sister, who are pregnant with their first right now, were asking how I was able to get my body back after the second kid so fast. And I said it had more to do with how hard of a time my husband had after the first. They looked confused, and I explained my husband and I had a rough patch because we weren't being intimate after the first kid, because I had gained too much weight than he was comfortable with. Mm. The conversation ended there, and I had a nice time the rest of the evening. Well, the next day, my husband was invited over to his parents' house, where he was lectured about what a bad husband he is. His mom was apparently crying, and his dad said he was ashamed of him for how he was treating me. Wow. Yeah. I mean, rightfully so. Yeah. Asshole. Absolute asshole. His sisters told their parents what I had said because it upset them a lot, too. I'm a little annoyed they shared this, but that's besides the point. My husband is embarrassed and very mad at me for sharing this. We got into a fight about this where I said if he was embarrassed about his feelings of my body, maybe he should work on that. His sisters are my two best friends, so it's hard for me to keep things separate sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I do see how sharing this with his family could be a violation. I mean, it's the truth, though. And like she said, if he's uncomfortable with that, that should cause some self-reflection, and maybe that's something he should work on. Because that's, yeah. not, that's not okay. Yeah, it almost didn't seem like he was so... Selfish? No, just like it almost prick. seemed like he didn't care who heard or who knew. No, I think... I, I don't know. Or like, maybe, but... He cared when it came back and bit him in the ass with his right. family... So it's like he obviously cared, but not enough to get over himself. Right. Like he knows it's bad because he doesn't want other people to know, but also doesn't care enough to change it. Right. I think uh, sometimes in relationships, I feel like people get stuck in this mindset that they're in this bubble in this relationship and anything that they say has to remain like inside. Yeah. It, it's never going to escape. And yes, there are things that you should be able to talk to your partner about that 
they Stay don't share. Stay between you. But with something yeah. like this, and especially when it's it's like cr- criticism or, you know, it's just like being an asshole. Yeah. And she's going to tell somebody about it. She's going to talk to her friends. Maybe it's the parents, whoever, however it comes she out. She has to vent to someone. Right. And you can't always just be the guy thinking, oh, I can say or do whatever I want. It's never like that's the that's the toxic piece here. Yeah. But rightfully so, it came out. Yeah. And it should. And the reason he feels weird about it is because he knows it's wrong, too. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, why feel weird that she said the truth? Yeah. You know it's wrong. You know you look bad. You know you're a fucking asshole. Right. And if you don't feel like you're the asshole, then own up to it. Be like, yep, that's what I said, and that's what I believe. And then, yes, you are, like... At least you're confident with what you said. Right. You're not being a You're just a bad person, but it's just like... Yeah. uh, Yeah, I think it's it's almost poetic justice that it comes out this way. Yeah, absolutely. She adds another comment. He is determined to overlook this and just focus on me being a bitch for sharing something like that. Right. Flip it. Flip it. Yeah, he's a fucking manipulator. That's predictable, though. Like, that's not surprising at all. Yeah, for real. Top. So one of the top comments, for real. He's embarrassed because he's being socially sanctioned over his asshole behavior. Oh, fucking well. If you don't want people to think you're an asshole, maybe just don't be one. Mm-hmm. His sisters were right to be horrified and good on them for coming together as a family and saying, we don't find this acceptable. That's yeah. how the social contract is enforced. Yep. I think OP should think long and hard about the fact that she had normalized his behavior to this degree and she didn't think his sisters would react this strongly to it. That's true too. Like one of these top comments, why are you still with him? He sounds shitty. Probably should have left after the first child was born. And I think that's something too, like there's not a big age gap between them. Like she's 32, he's 34. And this is something that gets brought up all the time in society, like, Men get divorced and then go for someone younger because men have that social capital to where they can date so much younger. But as a woman, it's harder to date younger. Right. And then it's also these like, oh, she's a cougar. Mm-hmm. Whereas men, if they have a big age gap, it's not. There's no so, word. There's, there's no it, term. There, it's no. It's not as frowned upon. Like, right. oh, you know, we're just kind of recognizing that age gaps are kind of sketchy. But there's no like social ostracization. Like there's yep. no repercussions for that. And so. This is a big, big, big red flag to me because we all age. We all get older. We all have wrinkles. We all gain weight. Being 120 pounds at 32 isn't realistic. Like I just saw this doctor talk um, on a video today and she said, in your 20s, you do gain more weight. We're in reproduction years. Mm -hmm. Some women are always going to have a belly. That's just what you need to be healthy. And it's your fucking uteruses and your body trying to have weight yep. for childbearing. Yep. And it's like, if your partner doesn't love you, regardless of if you put on 10, 15 pounds, like, okay, granted, you put on 200 pounds, your health is at risk. That's a different story. Yep. But she just fucking had a baby and you're not attracted to her and you're making her feel like shit. Yeah. Why, like, I just can't imagine staying with this person. Mm-hmm. That's so, so terrible. Because what happens when she gets old and wrinkly and gray? Right. 
He's well, not going to be attracted to her then. Right. Well, and, and that's why you can't have... I just don't think you can sustain a relationship purely based on attraction. Yeah. Yes, most relationships start by attraction. You find someone attractive. There has to be some You degree. talk to them. Of course. And then it builds from there. Yeah. And I think over time, yes, you... St- like, I think in most cases you have the attraction because... Attraction is much deeper than just physical appearance. I think you can be attracted to every part of someone. Someone's sense of humor, their mind, everything. All the personality, everything. Everything, yeah. You're attracted to a person. And when you go down the road of committing to a life with this person, then you sure as hell must be attracted to more than just their appearance. There's got to be more roping you in. And I think, especially in a long-term relationship, otherwise how do you sustain it? Right. And it's not, it shouldn't be, especially after childbirth. I know. Like, especially after having a damn kid. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm I'm a big believer in being attracted to the person over the appearance. I feel like I've always been that way. And... It's just so sad because you see people get trapped in these situations and then they are constantly trying to change themselves to help the relationship. They're essentially trying to change to save their relationship and that's not just, that's not what's about. No. And I mean, look at her, like look at what she probably put herself through at the, after their second child, just to ensure that he was happy and that he enjoyed looking and at not her. Not to get the comments and and so they would be intimate, and so it's like, uh, it's just so, it's just so sad. Well, I to think watch. it's hard too because you have everyone standing around watching when celebrities bounce back after a couple weeks, and everyone's yeah. like, and then all of a sudden that's applied to everyday people. And you then yeah. then you build up kind of this expectation like, oh, that's going to happen for me too. Yeah. It's so unrealistic. And it's it's the media and social media and our expectations we have of women. And uh, Blake Lively, I just saw a snippet of an interview she gave after one of her movies, The Shallows, where she was in a swimsuit, in the water, shark movie, whatever it was. She had just had a child a, c- a couple months or like – nine months or something before that movie. And Mm -hmm. she was like, you know, I worked my ass off to get in shape and look good for that movie. And I, you know, I didn't want to work that hard because I wanted to be a fair representation of women and, and mothers. And my body wasn't the same as it was before my child. And I wanted to be true to that and recognize that. But at the same time, I didn't want to get bullied for being fat, for not looking the way I should have looked. And so I, I worked my ass off and it's, she said something along the lines of like, it's this fine line being a woman of trying to, you know, fit society's norms and be yourself and be happy and also not get picked on. And it's just, it's just, oh, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Especially when you're in the direct spotlight of it too. Oh my God. And Blake Lively, like she's, for a lot of people, she's, you know, an icon and yeah, it's just, it's again, so toxic. Yeah. Yeah, OP comments a lot throughout um, this post, basically just saying, like, people are like, why would you still have sex with him? 
And she's like, I honestly just shrug it off now. And like, hopefully his dad can talk some sense into him. And at the end of the day, like that's kind of on her for putting up for it. And I think just like trying to make the relationship work. It just kind of seems like she's going through the motions, but yeah, how long can that sustain itself? And it's tough too. Cause now you're, now you have a kid. Yeah. Two kids. Two. And so you look at them and think, well, and you hear about this way too much too, is what do I do? Do I do something that's good for myself or do I stay in it for them? Tough, tough, tough decisions. But at the end of the day, like, I don't know, time will tell. Like, if he wasn't attracted to you and, you know, you had his child, how is that going to be down the road when yeah, you get older? For sure. Because gravity takes its toll. <laughs> we all age. And it's just have a partner that's going to be supportive of you no matter what you look like. and Because we yeah. all have bad days. We don't stay the same. and ugh. But at least you won't have to worry about getting baby trapped. That's true. <laughs> that's very true. Lucky, <laughs> lucky in that department, I guess. Yeah. Fuck. That's all I have for you on the baby trapping episode. Amazing. It happens in more ways than one. It's not just it girls. Like, does. you know, society would like us to the believe. Wild West out there. Fucking mother-in-laws. You got to watch out for them too, <laughs> I guess. Holy shit. Oh, man. Well, I hope you're not too traumatized and never want kids after this episode. Who, me? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> I might be. Fuck. <laughs> oh, well, I hope everyone else out there isn't too traumatized. And if you have children, I hope that you're... Oh God, what do you call it? Your conception and pregnancy and everything else was not as traumatic as these people. And if it was, and you'd like to share your story, please reach out. We'd love to offer some takes or support, you know, whatever you need. But thanks guys for tuning in and be sure to connect with us on Instagram. We're going to be having some really exciting contests coming up and giveaways. So until next time. Until next time. Bye, guys. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today.